Hello, today I'd like to talk about La Llorona. Uh, La Llorona is uh, more of a ghost than a monster, but it's still fairly applicable here. It's kind of indigenous to the Americas. Uh, there are a lot of similar type haunting ghosts in Europe and other places, but this one is, is kind of got its own New World spin on it. Uh, but firstly, I mean, La Llorona means the crying woman in Spanish, because that's where you see it really start is in Mexico and areas like that and where it's most prevalent is in areas of Mexico, uh, Venezuela, Argentina, places like that. Uh, but I'd, I'd like to talk about some of the origin of where it have come from then we'll talk about exactly what La Llorona is and and some cases of it. So in Europe and most around the world there's a legend of a woman in white which is what La Llorona can be considered because she's a ghost and she's almost always described as being in white, you know, like a, a wedding dress type thing. Um, and examples of these hauntings can be seen all over the world, dating back, you know, to the 1300s. You know, there's, there's some pretty interesting examples of them. And once again, they're not all quite like her, but you can see where there's a lot of similarities. Uh, you know, like, like in Brazil... Uh, it's it's almost the same, except it doesn't have quite the negative context that we have with La Llorona. Um, most of these cases, it's a woman who died tragically or horribly. Uh, something really bad happened to her. And we'll, we'll get to why La Llorona is a little different than these. Um, like, there's there's one instance in Canada, up in Quebec, there's a, a place that's haunted. It's uh, Montmercy Falls. And it's haunted by a lady in white. Uh, she... The story goes that her betrothed died before they could get married fighting the British in the early 1800s. And when she found out he died, she put on her wedding dress and jumped off the falls because that's where they had most of their, their rendezvous and things with. And she's said to haunt that place to this day. Um, in the Czechoslovakian area... You've got one that's rumored to be haunting a castle and areas like that, um, the, the areas of the old family holding. Uh, the story goes that it was a bad marriage, and when her husband was on his deathbed, he asked her to forgive him, and she said no. So he cursed her to wander the haunting, the to wander the holdings forever. You know, in Estonia, we have one where uh, a woman fell in love with someone in the church. So she disguised herself as a choir boy. When she got caught by the bishop, he walled her up in the castle. And she died there, obviously, and she said to haunt the place. Uh, so are all these events, the actual deaths, like those are those are facts, those are history? A lot of and these then, are. And then the hauntings where La Llorona comes from is kind of like, more like folklore? Both. Okay. So, and, and that's where, where, like I said, I'm trying to establish it all. There's there's a common theme to all this, and all of it is a woman that something horrible happened to. Okay. And La Llorona's a little different, like, so we'll get there, but I wanted to really give some background on it first, because some okay. of these are really interesting. So these are similar stories that are kind of all leading up to the same thing, where we can right. see other other societies and other cultures where they might have a similar creature right. to right. this. Because the, the La Llorona myth... You know, that really only dates back to, like, 1550. So what you've got is you've got a lot of these predate that. Some of them don't. So, like I said, this this seems to be where the the idea of it came from. 
you know the and and some of them are really different some of them I haven't included because they're just so strange and so much different that they don't really apply um, you know the the one in Germany is is really weird because the ones in Germany that I found they're not so much a haunting as a, a harbinger and we have you know dates where the the harbinger there in certain places have showed up starting in 1486 and all the way into the 1940s um, you know, in in Hungary, they have a similar myth. It's a it's a woman who dies violently, usually through murder, and she haunts places. You know, um, Ireland, same thing, the same tragic story. A woman is killed. Uh, generally, that story in Ireland is she her betrothed was killed by her husband. Um, Malta is interesting. Malta has two legends that I found. Um, one where a lady once again dies tragically by suicide rather than entering a bad marriage. And, you know, she's she's there. And the other one is that she was killed by a lover before she could marry someone other than him, and now she haunts that place. Um, Where, and Where's Malta? Malta's this little tiny island, um, kind of kind of near Italy. Um, okay, over that area. Yeah, okay. it's over in okay. that area. Um, and, and the interesting there, we can really see a shadow of La Llorona in some people say that that ghost that haunts that area tries to tempt people into following her into the shadow world, uh, which meets up with some stories of La Llorona getting people to help her look for her children in the afterlife. That's that's another one there. Um, and, you know, in Wales, we also have a legend of a white lady who asks people for help. Uh, so, like I said, there's, there's a broad stroke across you know, Western Europe and, and Eastern Europe where you see these these white ladies. Um, and you'll see some echoes of it in places, you know, like uh, Thailand and stuff like that, but they're just not quite the same. So I didn't really want to focus on those. And there's appearances of La Llorona or a white lady all over the U.S. I mean, we're talking California, Montana, the Northeast. Once again, I mean, I, I mentioned the one in Canada that's up in Quebec. I mean, there's they're just everywhere. So what really sets La Llorona apart is the tradition is very specific on where it started, but obviously it morphs depending on where you are. The traditional La Llorona is a woman who, um, in a fit of jealousy usually, or despair, drowns her children, and then drowns herself. Um, And that ghost becomes one that usually haunts waterways, and the, the common theme is you see a lady in white asking, where are my children? Where are my children? And it's from the accounts of people who've run into it, horribly terrifying, absolutely scary. Um, and that's that's what it is. It's, it's generally a lady in white who's done something horrible and then usually dies in suicide and then just constantly haunts a certain place and, you know, looking for her children. Some places say, and some of the old folk stories say that she will kidnap children. Um, In that, she's echoed by some Native American monsters that are said to call out to children and kidnap them, sometimes eat them. But I don't think that's quite the same. This one seems to be a a merging of the white ladies with some really devastating uh, social and economic things that were going on, especially in the colonial areas. Uh, It's... It's a very fascinating legend. Like I said, we, we have people who say that they have seen La Llorona all the way up into the 90s and now, and it's 
everywhere. I mean, I could spend an hour just reeling off people's encounters with them. But a lot of it does seem to center around Mexico, the Southwest, places where you have a really heavy, you know, uh, Mexican or Mexican-American uh, populace where they keep these these legends and stories alive. You know, some of them come cuentos, which are which just means a telling. It's it's a story. And a lot of times they're used to scare children into behaving. And a lot of accounts I read are of little kids talking about meeting La Llorona, sometimes in the house, sometimes out in the wild, and people being scared of it. Uh, you know, of families uh, being out on an adventure and their kids tell them there's a lady down by the river. She asks us to help, you know, find their kids. And the first thing they do is grab their kids and get out of there because they know what's coming. Were you able to find, like, a specific town and a specific date where this legend started? Like, is there a real incidence in history that caused this legend to exist? So there's a couple. Okay. Um, and that's where it gets weird, because like anything else, when you're dealing with folklore, it could be 15 or 20 different places. Right. So one of the, one of the places they think it historically goes back to is Hernan Cortez's... Uh, Mexican wife, for lack of a better term, we'll call it that because it's nicer, S because she supposedly helped him translate things and betrayed her country and, you know, may or may not have killed her kids. It's it's one of them things that's been revisited, and that's what a lot of people pinpointed as, is Cortez's wife was the origin of the story. She haunts the waterways. Some people point it back to some old Aztec goddesses, um, but they don't really fit you know, they're like birth mothers. Um, one that almost fits is is the, the hungry woman from the Aztec creation myth. She's always crying out for food, and sometimes she eats people, I guess. It doesn't really fit, uh, which is why it's really hard to take this very specific folklore thing and pin it to something else. Uh, the other one, it dates, it dates back to like 1550, um, where a woman supposedly of a lower class married a, a peninsulare, which is a, a real, you know, real Spaniard, Spanish, in Mexico, and her husband became very distant, and one day she's walking with her kids, sees him in a carriage, kind of making out with a, a pretty young lady, and she decides that she's going to kill her kids, because that's the only way to bring him back, because she's got kids, and that gets in the way. So she murders her kids, drowns them in the river, realizes what she's done, throws herself in the river, and now she's that, that spirit that haunts that area. I feel like women killing their children i mean i don't want to say like it's a common thing but it's not like the first time you've heard of that kind of incidence and there being a haunting after it yep. so i feel like this specific story even if there is like a specific origin it wouldn't be uncommon for maybe people who um maybe see ghosts a little bit more or spirits it wouldn't be uncommon for them to see figures like this because i feel like that happens often it's not an untold story it's not like it's never heard before and I, as a woman like if something happened to my kids or something like that i think i would be a pretty angry ghost so i can see where this is something that's similar stories are heard of everywhere but, you know, I do also understand that there is, like, one, a few specific instances that, that started this specific um, phenomenon, I guess? Yeah, it's, like I said, the, there's a common theme to it, and the common theme is 
utter despair and horror. Um, and, and, and especially associated with the death of children. Not always. A okay. lot. Some of them are with the death of children. A lot of them are with suicide. Like I said, the the ones that you find in Europe, a lot of times it's not mostly kids. It's a suicide or an honor killing. But a grieving mother over her own death or someone else's. Yeah, and once or again, a woman, not, not right. necessarily a mother, a grieving woman right. under some some horrible circumstances yeah. involving her death or the death of her children or her spouse, and and then in consequence her death or suicide yeah exactly and, okay. and that's what it is it's like i said it's usually and, and it is compared to be a something that's really tied to socioeconomic means because a woman feels there's nothing else she can do um so she either kills her kids or kills herself because she can't get out of a marriage or whatever and that even still happens i feel like today right. i mean not because i well I, I can't really say not because of socioeconomic problems but I feel like that happens today, but we see that happen with people, at least in the U.S., maybe with people who are a little bit more mentally unstable, but around right. the country for other reasons, including socioeconomical yeah. problems. Right. So we'll, we'll get there in a minute. Um, but the, the, the La Llorona myth, it's so pre- prevalent, prevalent, that's not even a word. Um, it's so prevalent and it's, it's just everywhere. And like I said, especially where you see a Spanish uh, influence. Mm. that my guess is that it's really tied in from there and whether it's something they brought with them from the old country and adapted to a new world that's that's to be decided later well they also have the the spanish culture also has the that that figure of death the white lady completely different right but but it is a, a figure in white who's a lady Right, but that's 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 so completely different than this. Um, La Nina Flaca is completely different. For those who don't know, La Nina Flaca or La Santa Muerte, it's it's completely different. Okay. Um, it's that's a very religious thing. Okay, and got it's, it. That's that's basically a god or or okay. a, a okay. holy saint or a literal interpretation of death. We'll probably do a, a podcast on that some other time later. That's something I've got a lot of experience with. But like I said, La the La Llorona is is very specific. Um, and, and very much different than all the myths that I've met around the world, but it almost always centers around a woman who's done something horrible or feels there's no other way out. And like I said, there's, there's cases of these hauntings all over America and certain areas of Canada. It's really prevalent, which makes me think there's something to it. And you mentioned earlier that we see in the modern day, we see women who've killed their kids and whatever. A lot of those cases do center around mental disease or drug use. Um, there's a couple of them. I'm not going to mention any names on those people because I think killing your kids is about the worst thing you could possibly do. Um, and some of these women didn't even try suicide later, which is, once again, doesn't quite fit the bill. Um, but most of the modern cases that we've seen, they're usually some kind of mental instability or drug use or both. Right. Um, you know, from the woman who drives herself and her kids into the river to um you know the the woman who drowned her children in the bathtub because she believed that was the only way to save them from becoming um possessed by satan yeah or there's some sort of breaking point or stressful event that causes them to kind of lose it yeah the postpartum psychosis is really what's what's pointed out a lot for those who don't know postpartum yeah postpartum psychosis is uh, a term for women who've given birth and they just their brain just goes haywire 
Um, it's it's linked to postpartum depression. Well, they have they right. They, postpartum depression can become postpartum psychosis. Right. So they get psychosis, which is kind of a broad umbrella term, but postpartum is is for that time, that period when that happens. <laughs> yes, it's it's a psychotic break, and yeah. and like I said, so this is not something that's gone away. It's it's not a it's not a tale that's so distant from us that we can't relate to it. That's probably why it's still common because there are current instances and people who maybe know or have heard stories that are recently that that reflect or have similar links to this no matter how many years old this tale is it's still um it will still and always continue to be a present day issue that women face right because and it's it's a very interesting thing and like i said there's a big common theme with the hauntings um and one of the theories I've heard people put forth about ghosts is the stronger the spirit or the stronger the emotions at the time of death, the stronger the imprint, the stronger the ghost. Absolutely. And it doesn't get much stronger than the horror and despair of, hey, I murdered my own kids and the only way that I can stop this pain is by killing myself. And well, yeah. apparently it didn't quite end there because they're still kicking around. <laughs> so the the Legirona myth really is, it. like I said, it's it's a little different than everything you see here, which is... What makes it truly a, a an American? And when I say American, I'm talking once again, you know, the, the Americas. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's very different, and you probably run into it in popular culture. I mean, you, you see it. There's actually a couple of, of movies. You know, The Curse of La Llorona. There's all sorts of tales and books and plays, and you see it in television. Um, it reminded me when you first started talking about it in the beginning. It mm-hmm. reminded me of that movie that came out several years ago called Mama. It's kind of, it was a horror movie, but it was like the same thing and like yeah. her and her kids and death and stuff like that. Well, I know it's not the same, but it, it did remind me of it. Right. And one of the current terms for women who do this is the mommy murderers, which is an atrocious name, but it's <laughs> one that they use. Um, oh no. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the one you'll see in the news. Um, so like I said, it's, it's definitely something that's really stuck, especially here. You know, when you, in, in other countries, and, and even here, it's not always that she's a, a, a malevolent spirit. It's just that she's lost. Um, you know, you'll, you'll hear stories of them causing car crashes or things like that. But it's generally because someone gets so scared of it that they run their car off the road. Or, you know, they'll pick up a hitchhiking woman who's beautiful and white, and then she'll be in the car and disappear, and they'll wreck their car because, oh, my God, the woman in the back seat just disappeared. Yeah, but that... I, I, I wouldn't consider that specifically La Llorona because that right. there's a lot of female spirits out there. Right. I was just going to say, I, I wonder if part of it is because, like, if she murders her children in, in, a, in a given case, if she murders her children... You know, those children, there's a chance that they would pass on to the other side because they were innocent souls. But her being left behind right. and looking for those kids, that makes sense to me. Because, like, how do you murder your kids and then be like, oh, where'd they go? It's probably because they passed on and she right. didn't. Some of the folklore, like I said, um, is that she's forced... One of the folklore stories is like Yorona dies, she goes up there, and she's not allowed in. She and, goes up to heaven and she's not allowed in. Right. Okay. You know. Well, the um, so, metaf- right, metaphorical so she's heaven. Right. So she's always looking for her kids. She's cursed for to eternity to search for her children that she murdered who she'll never find. Uh, it's That is one hell of a curse. Right. And, and like I said, La Llorona is very specific. The old Spanish myth that it, that it stays around waterways. Um, and, and some of them is, you know, 
that that she will kidnap your kids. One of one of the stories I, I read about someone who supposedly met La Llorona is that she lifts her veil and shows herself to people who um, offer to help her find her children. And the fear that this person had was that she was going to spend the rest of her eternity helping La Llorona look for her children. Ooh. Right. So it's it's a very it's a very strange and complicated myth, and it's they said there's a lot of folklore, and it's just it's so pervasive and everywhere. It's just sometimes under a different name, and you can see where it probably developed, maybe from those old stories of ladies in white, but definitely has a new world twist on it. Uh, and you know, there's there's a lot of people who say that you know it's an allegory for the hopelessness of a woman who's not liberated, maybe. Uh, I think liberated. What yeah. do you What do you mean by that? Because a lot of these women, especially you know, in the old world stories where they felt they had no choice other than to kill themselves or enter a bad marriage, or I mean that there's that nothing they could do. Could be a possibility of it. It's It's just one of the theories put forth. I don't know, but it, even if that happens, that's not going to be a metaphor. Like that's a real thing that she's dealing with. I know. I know. Oh, <laughs> I know. I know. It's It's dealing with with people who have who try to put their own ideas on it that's why i'm trying to present this not not by putting my own ideas on it just this is this is a story that i heard a long time ago you know that la llorona you know if you hear someone you know looking for kids and it can be tied into you know like the legend of the banshee or that's what i was thinking too it kind of reminded me of that it's it's very similar is the banshee scottish celtic yeah okay that's what i thought Um, so there's there's echoes of it there. Um, you know, there's there's echoes of the the jack-o'-lantern, you know, inviting you into follow them into the, the swamp because they've got pretty lights. Oh, you mean like will-o'-wisps? Yeah. Like I said, it's it's an echo. It's, or wisp, it's, wisp of the wisp of the will. Wisp of the will? <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to do one on those, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's it's one of them things that it's... There's there's echoes of it everywhere, but the, the instance of La Llorona, which is very popular, is, is very specific. So are there, like, within the legend, are there specific times where she has sought out to kill people? Or is it just like you mentioned where, you know, people are so scared an accident happens or stuff like that? Is she a danger to people, I guess is my question. Well, it depends on the, that depends on the story. Okay. And it depends on it. Like you said, a lot of the, a lot of the accounts, you know... Um... Typically, though, she's not a threat. She's just a lost woman. A lost spirit. Yeah, but like I said, when you get into the into the the folklore stories, it can it can snatch up the kids. So why risk it? Um, okay. There's some there's some myths where you know it'll carry a curse onto somebody, but it's like I said, it's so it appears to just be a haunting. Mm. Like I said, in in the old world, you'll see it sometimes as a harbinger. Uh, it's it's of what of danger, disaster. Impending Just doom. a bad omen, period. Yeah, not, not like it's not like a death omen. Okay, okay. I mean, if it is a death omen, it's usually something pretty rough. Like I said, the last in Germany, the last big one they had was like in the 1940s, and it was right before something horrible happened there. Um, I don't, I don't recall exactly what it was. But a lot of spirits do that, anyways. A lot of people say that when a spirit is present, or yeah. there are certain spirits that that are uh, telling omens. Yeah, it's it's one of them things. It's. It's very much uh, a human thing. It's just La Llorona is really interesting because on her face, she's really not, she's really not malevolent, and she's really not beneficial either. She's just there, mm. um, which is really neat. And like I said, that the fact that we still have to this day people who see it and see versions of it, 
and it's so pervasive and so throughout the culture. Like I said, you'll see stories of this in Montana. You'll see it in Arizona, Texas, California, New York. There's actually one in, in Rochester, New York, that's, there's a park there said to be haunted by a woman who committed suicide. So it's, it's everywhere, and it's fascinating, the different cases. That just sounds like, to me, similar, similar cases of, of women who have met similar circumstances, and they're all just haunting just like any other haunting so i mean i think it's interesting that there is like specific cases that have led to folklore but again i'm not surprised because it's not an uncommon thing you know this does happen to women and i'm not surprised that they haunt afterwards so i don't think all these cases are like la llorona like like, no. you know, like when you see like, like Bigfoot or something like that, like, oh, that's Bigfoot, that's Bigfoot. It's the same Bigfoot. I think they're all just cases of women in despair. Right. That all fit, uh, that all fit an archetype. Yeah. Yep. And that's, that's the thing. And once again, folklore travels and it sticks, um, everywhere it goes, you know, in, in, uh, I want to say it was Venezuela. Um, they have a myth of it. And once again, it goes back to the colonial period when there was a lot of strife and strange marriages. Uh, it, if one believes in something as a spirit, and like I said, if you prescribe to the the idea that the stronger the spirit, the stronger the impression, then you're definitely going to get it with someone with that much psychotic angst. Mm-hmm. And that's that's where I think it comes from. And it's a, it's a fascinating thing to delve into. I mean, if you want to read, there are a pile of, of stories of women who haunt places after a horrible violent death or an honor killing or after killing their kids. And like I said, we still see today, we still see cases of women who will murder their children and or kill themselves. I mean, right? I, there's, there's, I would love to mention some of the names of the cases. There's actually one lady who, um, in her, in her post interview with one reporter, she said, I am La Llorona. And like I said, I'm not going to mention her name because I'm not going to give free publicity to anyone who's willing to kill their kids. Nice. Um, yeah, but that's just adopting adopting the folklore, you know, like right. like how they say when like serial killers they kill someone and maybe like they drink their blood, they're like ah I'm Dracula or whatever, yeah. you know. There's there's some there's some little side stories that will say that you know La Llorona will make people kill their kids, but just like with the Wendigo, is it actually influencing you or are you just using an excuse? And mm. like I said, I don't make judgments yeah. on this. I just follow the history of it, and it's really fascinating to see that this is so pervasive and that the America's version of the white lady, La Llorona, is just so different. And uh, it, it it's just neat. So that's all I really have to say about it, and uh, I hope you guys enjoy this, and we'll talk to you later. Bye.